I'm Sybil, better known as Sid Sib. I'm Sharona, also known as Blues Brothers. And I'm Beth, and I'm back. Yay! Yay! I'm so glad I'm back, you guys. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. We missed you, too. And this episode um, on parenting on autism with Mocktails and Cocktails 2.0, we always like to start off doing a recap of our week, a recap of our highs and our lows and special things that are happening in our um, community along with in our lives. So I would like to um, pass it off to my Sharona. And um, what are some of the things you want to bring up before we go to break? Well, recently I had an anniversary. Mm. Yay, congratulations! November the 15th, it's been 11 years. Cheers to that, 11. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. What else is going on with um, Seth and Cyrus? So Seth and Cyrus are doing really good. Okay. they have not unpacked their luggage. Oh, wow. They're ready to go again. <laughs> They're ready to go again. They actually sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into that after the break. And, Beth, um, we'll cut the break, and then we'll give you an opportunity to catch us up on what's been going on okay. in your world. So, like I said, Sharona, you catch us up on your world. So, um, yes, me and Ed made 11 years. So I kind of felt like it was important to talk about um, being married and having children on the spectrum because I did not think that we were going to make it to 11 years. Right. There was a point in time when um, I felt as though we were headed for divorce Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of the um, challenges and stuff with the boys, you know. um, And and it's such a difficult to... Um, because raising children is difficult, period, because you come from two different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Typically, you were raised one way, your spouse was raised another. And I, I would never forget when Ross was diagnosed, they told us like 80% of most marriages don't really make it. So we got married November the 15th, and literally I had the babies nine months later. So it was like... <laughs> that was a honeymoon hookup. Uh-huh. It was. It really was. It really was. <laughs> I love so it. We I mean, it was a double surprise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And when we first learned that the boys were autistic when they were probably about one and a half, two, and Ed just did not want to accept it. You know, he was, oh, they're boys, they're boys. He was in such denial. And I knew as a mother that there was something wrong. And, you know, he didn't want to go along with what the doctors and the therapists and what, you know, the professionals mm-hmm, were saying to mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. He just kept brushing it off, and I knew better. You know, we have to get them help at a young age. We have to accept this. This is what's going on in our lives now. And he was just so nonchalant and, like, blowing it off, and it, and it made me so mad. It frustrated me so bad because I'm like, you know, you cannot keep moving and yeah, going like, on. Yeah, you like, get with the program, buddy. Yeah. But you know what? Everybody's... So it's like a grieving process, kind of. Mm -hmm. And I um, have been in a lot of therapy. 
<laughs> over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things one therapist said to me that just resonated with me is that we think that grieving has a time limit, mm-hmm. and it does not. Mm-hmm. It's something that we can constantly do and be on a spectrum with that. Mm-hmm. So he just was on a spectrum at a different point than you were. Mm-hmm. And it's a blessing from God that you all were able to see your way through it mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. be able to be on the same page at some point. And it's going to be a, a journey. Like, yeah. you know, they're how old are the boys, 10? Yeah, yeah, they're 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, because, you know, teenagers are a trip, yeah. whether they're on the spectrum or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's just a blessing that you all have been able to like work together, communicate, trust, mm-hmm. and just keep, Push on. Yeah. Just keep going yes. and growing and, exactly. you know, like glowing. I think that you yeah, guys I like that. are growing amazing. and glowing. Yeah. I mean, they're an amazing couple to be around. Like, they feed off of each other. They allow each other to be in their own zone. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, when you're around a couple like that, you know it took work. Yes. You know, you know <laughs> that it yeah. wasn't just, you know, at you all's age. Or yeah. happenstance. Yeah, it's not. That you no, put, I was just going to say, we spoke um, really quick. We spoke briefly no, no, on, um, you know, me um, having the boys and almost divorcing, but making it to my 11th year anniversary. And then we spoke on you, you know, dating with the children and ultimately finding your Malik mm-hmm. and settling down and being happy. But, Beth, tell us really quick about what it was like having your son and then being married and then having to get divorced. Yes. Painful. Um, and it still is painful because, you know, now we have to co-parent. A how gr- long were you married? 28 years. That's and a long time. How old was Ross when you got the divorce? 22 or 23. So you guys made it through the hard oh, times. Yeah. The, the but, you know, but I think that... There's so much I could say. We probably don't have time for the podcast <laughs> of what I could say. Um, um, I'm five years divorced after being married for 28. Long. Mm. Actually, together for 30, but married 28. Um, when Ross was first diagnosed, um, the therapist, the psychiatrist, all the people that are involved in, in that diagnosis said that 80% of couples that have a child on the spectrum don't make it. And we were like, we're going to beat that statistic. We're not going to beat that statistic. And for the longest, we weren't that statistic. But as Ross progressed, as he got older, and, you know, I also have a child that's not on the spectrum, um, which I I feel a sense of guilt about him in a different way because, you know, if you have a child that's developmentally on target, you're constantly thinking, oh, well, he's good. This other child needs my attention. He's not good, and he needs more attention. So you you directed a lot of your attention towards Ross instead of TJ. I think so. You feel like you kind of abandoned TJ a little bit. Yes, I mean he. I don't. I don't know if he feels that way, but I looking back. Yes, as looking looking back, I do. Um, Tommy and I both did. My ex husband, because we were so focused on Ross and what his needs were, and. TJ could communicate, he could talk, he could tell us his needs. Um, he seemed good. But as I look back, especially, you know, being divorced now, I don't think he was. And, you know, um, back then in 96, 
six and ninety. Yeah, Ross's one. Yes. Um, Holly Robinson, Pete, and Rodney Pete. Last episode, we were uh, talking about books, and Rodney Pete wrote a book, "Not My um, Boy," mm-hmm. and Holly talked a lot about them almost getting divorced, and that's a big topic yeah. on her platform. How they got through because Rodney Pete, huh? Hence, football star. Philadelphia Eagle. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, so that's why it was so important for us Detroit to come Lion. I knew she was going to say okay. that. That's why I interrupted Detroit her because, Lion. you know, it gets a little heavy here, and I just wanted to bring a little light <laughs> to you reminiscing about what yeah. you went through. So I just wanted to, like, you know, kind of lighten the load because, I appreciate you know, it. unpacking, you know, something so deep and, 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 and not feeling like you did anything wrong because you did the best Oh, that you we did. absolutely yeah, did. Yeah, so that's, I just wanted to but interject there. But I'm Sharona, sorry. when I speak to her, a lot of her pain or, or what she's saying in the beginning when she got that diagnosis really resonates with me because I was a mommy on a mission. How you guys have your foundations, which I think are awesome. I wish I had had that support system or something to channel that energy into to try to. But I would be up to 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning every night on the Internet trying to figure out, that's how I know about Kennedy Krieger, that's how I know about the casein and gluten, gluten-free diets, that's how I know about vision therapy. I mean, Sybil and I have laughed about all the things that I've done for Ross. Looking for the magic pill. Because uh-huh. because at the time, Tommy was like, oh, he's going to be okay. Yep. Or he wouldn't yep. talk at all, Yeah. which was probably the breakdown of our marriage because when I would come home and want to talk about exciting new therapy that I was going to try for Ross or whatever it was, he would just shut down or he wouldn't communicate. And you had that group of women, though. You talked about that you did have, like, I did. the women in the two of us, And two of us are divorced. You know, but, you know, the highs and the lows is something that we like to focus in on, on um, 2.0. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with everything that we have going on in life, there's like a roller coaster of highs and lows. So mm-hmm. that's that's why, you know, we just reformatted this platform so that we can have these conversations. And the high is the high is that we're all sitting here. We have beautiful Yeah, but the high I know, but the highs with your situation with because off the, off topic we talked about a high that's getting ready to happen. So So the high is is that me and my ex husband are still partners. Still partners. And that's not an ex. That's correct. We are still partners. We are both trying to get Ross to the next level of his adulthood on the spectrum. We are going to celebrate Thanksgiving together as a couple. And, you know. um, You did mention that this is the best that you guys have been. I like that. It's a high. No, it's awesome. I I, I mean, I love the fact that we can communicate better than what we. Okay. Go ahead. I love the fact that we can communicate the way that we do now mm-hmm. better than we were when we were married. Yep. Right. Yep. Which yep. is huge. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and it's the best what's for Ross and for TJ, uh-huh. which is my older son. So, yes. Um, and he he's happy, too. I can tell in yes. him that he's like. It's important. Yeah. Those are the those are the important things. Like, And um, he's an awesome father. He like, always was. Yeah. Like, focus on the silver lining yeah. in any situation. And I think that's how I get through my life. You know, um, it's just like focusing on what's good because we have to navigate through the the rough times. Right. And when you navigate through the rough times and don't give up, Mm -hmm. 
um, there's a, a, a real rail, whatever they call it. They say I say it wrong, but you sent it to me about um, Michelle Obama, and and oh, um, yeah. I'll have to send it to you about their marriage. You know, it's never fifty-fifty. Yeah. No, you know, it's never fifty-fifty. It's 50/50. not. And she every said other women have always told Michelle me. said that it was seventy percent her for mm-hmm. a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. the, the, the breadwinner. The breadwinner, the everything, the everything <laughs> in the marriage. Yeah. For 70% of the marriage, most of the time that they were married, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that is Obama. true. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a yin and a yang in most mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think it's sometimes it's 70-30, sometimes it's 50-50, sometimes it's 90-10. And but it shouldn't it is, matter who it is. But it's very important that when it is 70-30 and you have to be the 70, you have to hold on. You have to be able to pull through. You have to be able to stay strong and stay solid. And I think that you have to remain open and knowing that, you know, right now it's your 70, but maybe later on you can be the 30 and be more chilled and relaxed. Mm-hmm. But and you be have o- to get and be to okay that with point. it. Yeah. And be okay no matter what percentage you're at. Yeah. So yeah. if you're the 70, yeah. you're good. And if you're the 30, you're good. To your point, Sybil, I, I think it's health, our relationship's more healthy than it's ever been. That's beautiful. Than it was when we were legally married to each mm-hmm. other. Does that right. make sense? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think was the breaking point to make you just finally like this is it? Because he had shut down, he quit talking. So there's two things, and you know, yeah. I think yeah, that, yeah. that that's yeah. difficult when you don't oh. communicate. Mm-hmm. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah, you. It's a non-negotiable, and there can't be just one no, person no. communicating and oh, another no. person not. And not when you have a non-verbal. Verbal, right? It's too much. You're going to talk to me. (laughs) Ain't nobody else in here talking to me. You're going to talk to me. You're not going to walk in the room like crickets. (laughs) Right? Oh, no. You got to go. Oh, there was a lot of crickets. But I think for him, he was stressed at his job. Not that I'm justifying it. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know how to Mm -hmm. communicate. You know, a lot of people don't know how. They were stressed Mm -hmm. at home, too, with having to raise a son that's Mm nonverbal, you know. It probably weighed on him, too, and made him react. The morning, you said, the morning period lasts. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you just learned that through your years My of journey, ther- yes. Your years of therapy. I'm five years outside of being married to him or living with him, and it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. It's been a grieving period. And you and never I, stop grieving. And you do a bunch of crazy stuff <laughs> in your five years of grieving. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I'm coming out the other side, and I see it. And it's a beautiful thing. Good, uh, it's a beautiful thing. I'm so happy. Because I've been all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I really have, even to myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact that I can laugh and communicate with you all, I, I told you the podcast has always been therapeutic for me. Yep. Yeah, of course. And meeting other people that understand. Mm-hmm. So when you shared with me, you were like, oh, I almost wanted to get divorced. But I got, I, I mean, there were years. It was cyclical. Yeah. Um. I think I slept on the couch probably for about six months straight because I was just, it was just getting on my last nerve with, I felt one way strongly about raising the boys like this and he would not get on board with it. Mm -hmm. And so it caused a lot of tension. Once we got mad at each other, words are being said, then you know, attitudes, And that egos. you can't take back. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, we have two other children. At one point in time, I was dropping one off at high school, one off at junior high, and two off at elementary. 
two different elementary schools. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go to work. So I'm stressed. He got to get up 5 o'clock in the morning and go to work, pick them up, take them to therapy, pick them up from therapy, bring them home. Still, we got to do our grocery shopping. Yes, I know. (laughs) A family of six, washing clothes, Mm -hmm, cleaning the mm -hmm. house, fixing holes, you know, Mm -hmm, because the boys kick mm -hmm, holes mm -hmm, in all my walls. mm -hmm. So, you know, dealing with life and then having to deal with two children on the spectrum and just learning about autism was a whole lot to take in. And it just made me depressed, which made me feel like, you know, you're not making me happy. My depression is because of you. And I'm pretty sure he felt the same way. So I just kept my distance from him for a while until we had a big powwow. And the boys started making progress. And things just started getting better. And we were just, you know, able to and then it, And then it was a big mm-hmm. disconnect, too, as Ross was transitioning into adulthood. Tommy felt very adamant about him not living independently he didn't see the vision no and I did and he was like I'm not giving my baby up I'm not gonna stop I'm gonna take care of him the rest of my life and he's nine years older than me and I have type 1 diabetes he has type 2 you know tomorrow's not promised not to say that I'm gonna check out of here tomorrow but if I'm 60 years old and I have a, a chronic health condition I don't want Ross to be 50, 60 years old going to live in an independent situation or TJ to have to be responsible for that. I've just felt very strongly about that. And I just needed him to listen and see and and realize that he couldn't be a helicopter dad over in your 80 years Years old old, trying to take care of a 60-year-old and then expecting if something happens to you, somebody's going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You need to watch the process from... And I love this about Sybil. You need to watch it happen while you're able, while you're healthy, while you're doing all these things. Because while you can still call the shots. Yes. And mm-hmm. he gets it. He says it all the time. He even thanks me. He's like, Beth, I thank you. I see it. I see the vision. I see what you were trying to tell me. How and old was Ross when he moved out, when he went 20, into independent living? 23, 24, 23, 24. So because he's been we moved on his here. own now for four years? Yep. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved. Yeah. <laughs> and it was hard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tommy is was definitely a helicopter parent, mm-hmm. like I always say to Sybil. And at some point, you got to just pull back. No different than when your daughter, I ask you about how she's doing in Atlanta. You got you to gotta let them spread their wings, whether they're on the spectrum. Or not. Or not. And that's why I thank <laughs> Sybil. Because I'm here to see firsthand <laughs> the girls were living here. And then they transitioned. Mm -hmm. I was there before they moved their stuff in. Mm -hmm. I was able to see the house before they had furniture. Mm -hmm. Then I was able to come back and visit once they had furniture. And just to see the girls happy and in their own space and walking around their own kitchen and opening cabinets and looking for stuff and closing them and pushing me out the door. and (laughs) Like like Ross gets his overnight bag like halfway through and is like, okay, bye, daddy. Let go. Bye. We got to go. The girl sitting at the table eating, it just gave me a peace of mind. It gave me hope. It gave me faith that, you know, this is going to be the boys one day. Because it's different from somebody telling you and then being able to see it. Mm -hmm. And I see Mm -hmm. Sydney and Sabrina Mm -hmm. actually, you know, Sybil sends photos of them cooking in the kitchen. And that's so awesome because I I had to see it in my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got to see it firsthand, so I'm super lucky. Yes, and I but thank you, Sybil. You're welcome. But every every yeah. person that I met as in Ross's journey told me I needed to prepare for that, mm-hmm. and it was hard to hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And I'm pretty sure it was hard to do because it was Ooh. don't know. And, and you feel guilty. Yeah. There's a sense That's of guilt. That's your baby. Yes. Yes. That has because a disability. Yes. Because they're not like my developmentally on target child. Yeah. They're not. Mm-hmm. And and see, the highs and the lows for me is at least I do have two. The lows is it's two, but then the highs is it's two, two. Because <laughs> I know they'll be together. <laughs> Wait, two, two, and two, two. two. There's that 2.0. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, two. And I got one and one. And I know. Two. You're two, two. <laughs> You're 2.02. They drive me crazy together, but at least I know together they're going to be together. And they have each other. Yep, 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 yep. I I just, um, I'm overwhelmed. Yep. I'm happy that your family's celebrating Thanksgiving. I am, too. And you're celebrating Thanksgiving. Yes, with the birthdays. At the new house. At the new house. Yep. The girls will be putting in Thanksgiving for me. I just got a message. Do they cook? Do they cook, Sybil? Do they like the make, girls cook? Yes. Oh, that's a skill. They that just they made make. chicken and pizza. Fried chicken. And Fried chicken? And homemade pizza. <gasps> that's awesome. Nina sends all the um, videos. And on the weekends, they make the cookies. They eat more of the cookie dough, <laughs> right. but they still eat it. And um, they go to the store and pick. So their they, they're they're going to assist in cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Then they're cooking it. They're cooking it. Their mm-hmm. aides assist them. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. You haven't seen it. I'll have to send you the videos. Yeah. 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 The videos look really good. Um, I'm excited. Um, it's been a good ride. Uh, you and Jerry were the first that I was close to, like you said. You know, I didn't get to see it like Sharona saw Sydney and Sabrina mm-hmm, transition mm-hmm, from here mm-hmm, to the new house mm-hmm. and, you know, the shell, because I was, they'll never leave. I, I remember Sharona being a part of another group, and when she left us and then she shared stuff with another group, and that group, was like how I was like they'll always be with me you're crazy I'm not giving my kids up and she's like no that was how I felt when I, I met these women I met these women y'all don't understand and these women is great again y'all just don't know and it was painful because I was in the middle of divorce and that at the same yeah, time yeah yeah mm. so I'm overwhelmed I'm a lot of times I probably interrupt more than I listen. So I was like glad to listen to both of y'all talk about um, the journey. And um, tonight was great having you. If you're available to call in, if you want to pop Absolutely. in. Beth, I told you when we did the 2.0, it is an open mic for you. You have great information. You gave Sharona and I um, tremendous resources with the medication. We respect you, Holly. I love I you am, guys. Yep, Thank we you. love you too. I'm looking forward to you getting out of training. <laughs> but I'm glad you're in training with the climate today, the layoffs and all of that. Like there were things going on. Um, I will be very excited to see when Beth, not Beth, Jerry's book drops. Yes. Um, her journey through her eyes. It's, it's just always good to network with people and to stay connected in this community. And like I said, you guys, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm mm-hmm. both your foundations. Yep. Just I'm a call away. Oh, I got volunteer in my bag. Okay, good. Um, but I'm just saying, let yeah. me know. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. It, it, we, we're planning um, holiday. I just want to quickly go over that. What's my time, Mike? Okay, five minutes left. 
We're trying to stay on target, guys. YouTube <laughs> got us. YouTube got us on this thing. <laughs> we could go for hours, but YouTube said five. So real quick, Thanksgiving is this week. I hope you can make it. I understand if you can't because you're doing something that's spectacular. I'm it's excited taking your, about that. It's taking yes. your boy, your man. To I your know. family's house, and they haven't and seen him. Yeah, in five and that's years. and and that's a celebration of itself. But you know, there'll be no other parties if you're you know worn out. Because I know I would be. <laughs> I wouldn't try to do Wait, two things. We're at gonna one be time. we're gonna be on ninety five <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. That's, right, that's big right. right there. Yeah. So and then in December we're gonna try to have a holiday um, social somewhere special where we will um, have some interviewing of other people. Okay. That's something that we're planning. What else are we doing in December? Am I leaving anything out? I think that's it. Yeah, we want to do So the foundation isn't having any, like, holiday special. Yeah, that would be our okay, social. Okay, got you. Yep. And you haven't picked the date yet? Mm-mm. No. Okay, okay. A Just keep me spot. abreast. Yeah, of course, okay. of course. Um, and that's it. So thank you. You're welcome. Call in anytime. Your mic, will, you, your mic will always be in the suitcase. <laughs> Whenever you drop in, drop in. I hope this video finds everybody in the best place. I want to wish everybody a happy holiday season. Safe. I give thanks for meeting these ladies in my life. I thank both of y'all. I thank Mike Thimbeck. Have a great Thanksgiving. I don't know where you're celebrating it, but you're more than welcome to come to Hearst on Friday for the girl's birthday. We're out.